Hey, tonight we watched Strange Magic. Some shit that fell out of George Lucas's brain. <laughs> <laughs> Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Ooh, Dan McCoy. Great. I'm Stuart Wellington. And we have a guest tonight. Who is that guest? <laughs> Ooh, I'm Jordan Morris. Great. <laughs> oh, no, you just stole my bit. I don't like this. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Morris, he's uh you're you're trying out for Elliot Kalin's role. He he yeah. died in a hunting accident. <laughs> Weird that he went hunting. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be I'll be known character. as the second Elliot. Yeah. You know, like people talk about the second Darren on Bewitched or the second Becky on Roseanne. I'll okay. just be the like replacement Elliot. And then fans can get in a debate yeah. as to who was better. Or maybe You'll everyone will to... forget the original Elliot years down the road when yeah. we all are sitting here with crazy long gray beards. <laughs> sure. That'll be like a Flophouse trivia thing. Like, did you know that Jordan Morris was not the first to portray <laughs> Elliot? <laughs> uh, I do think that you need to speak a little higher and more nasally. Sure. And complain about getting home to your baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll also make sure, sure. to uh, to badger anyone who... And his, and his hemorrhoids. He was always complaining about his hemorrhoids. Oh, and his <laughs> erectile dysfunction. Exactly. He's like, it's like a floppy little sausage. Yeah. I, was gonna say, <laughs> I have too much diarrhea. <laughs> I was going to say losing his hair, but he is actually losing his hair. Oh, dude, come on. I was going to yeah. say to fill in nothing for nothing sacred. <laughs> I, I mean, I would not say that if I didn't think it did not yeah. seem to bother him. Erectile dysfunction is hilarious. It's Baldness totally is not. Hilarious. Baldness is an issue. Elliot yep. um, is the person that I know who most appears to be looking forward to being an old man. Like he like yeah. literally just that's all he wants. He wants to be at home with his family, being old. That's the definition of being an old swing, man. Swinging a rake at someone who's <laughs> fucked with his lawn. Yeah, I mean he does not like uh, slackers. I know that. Sure. To be a fact. Does so. he? Does he have like an old old timey uh, corded telephone that he's all picked out to sit next to, waiting for his kids to call, and they never do? <laughs> that's you made it sad. Oh, okay. I feel like Elliot's gonna have the sort of family where the, the kids call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're going to call. That's why he wants to get home to his kids so he can build in that precious time. He needs yeah. to talk to his kids so he can badger them for slightly missaying something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they love that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Finally, someone, Vindicated. Has, someone has said it. People, people mispronounce things all the time. I don't know why I have to be fucking pilloried for it. Uh, Kate, you can't tell I'm a fan of the show yeah. and all of its tropes. Do we, knew it in, yeah, do we need to we, explain who Jordan is? No, he's, that's what I was about to get to that. He's one of the, <laughs> you're, you're one of the brothers from My Brother and Me, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, that's right. Those lovable advice-giving podcast brothers. <laughs> I'm the one you don't hear from a lot. <laughs> Jordy <laughs> McElroy. You're, you're Gummo. <laughs> yes, I'm Gummo. I'm Shemp McElroy. What, I, what happens is I take a, I find lovable podcast trios and then replace one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, I'm the Sammy one? Hagar of this. <laughs> can't think of another lovable podcast trio that you could uh, pull this trick on. None of them exist, I'm no, sure. There's only there's only two. Yeah, <laughs> duos are popular in podcasting. Trios less so. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, Jordan is one half of Jordan Jesse Go, which you could guess by the title of the show, <laughs> and uh, he's a writer for At Midnight. So he's still in the Comedy Central. Uh, late night family. Yeah, so, uh, and uh, he's on hiatus at the same time. So you guys can have as us me on the show yeah. or someone who writes for South Park rerun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you write for the rerun? You, like, <laughs> you know, you just punch it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the second airing, we gotta yeah. now. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But Jordan Jesse Go is on the Max Fun Network. Oh, that's true. We're all on the same network too. Now, what's the Max Fun Network? Uh, <laughs> see, normally I would think that you're promoting the show, but I like with Stuart, he might actually not know. That's the other thing. Uh, Stuart, it's a podcasting network that okay. we're a member of. Okay. You know, cool. it's, it's sort of like United Artists, but with podcasting. <laughs> okay, cool. 
so that's our show. Good okay, night. see you later. Good night. Walking away. Walking away sounds. Walking away. <laughs> Door slam. <laughs> car noise. Airplane going overhead. Saddles <laughs> drinking post-show beers. Yeah. Rather than the during show beers that we're all having right now. <laughs> the post-show beers are far more delicious. Yeah, yeah. That's when you break out the good shit. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's like, you know, it's like having a beer after you've gone out for a run. Yep. Like, you feel like you deserve it more. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I like to run with the beer. <laughs> I like to run and drink that at the same time. Like the worst thing. Now, we had... Is this... All right, I'm going to ask a question about whether is this is... Is it about is, the movie we watched tonight? No. Okay. <laughs> we may never get to the movie. <laughs> uh, and the show will be better for it. <laughs> certainly at this rate. Um, now, you went... Stuart and I went to the same college. Mm-hmm. You went to the University of Santa Cruz, yes. which I know as a listener to Jordan Jesse Go. Um, did you have the hash? Was that a thing at your school? The hash? Now, no. Okay. I so. mean, there were there were lots of drugs around. Okay. Is that? It's not no. quite the same. Tell this me, was, yeah. Tell me about the hash. I didn't know whether this was uh, Earlham specific or other schools. I think other schools, but not. It's also something that like the mili- Like I know people in the military that have done it. Right. So this is where you run. To uh, to drink beer at the end. Yeah, it's an organized activity, usually in places where they don't have uh, fraternities, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Where they uh, like some organizers take a bunch of kegs out into the woods mm-hmm. or to a river or something, and then get everybody to run through the woods along a path to the to where the beer is, and then you have like rules about how you drink it, and if you. I never actually did. But I imagine if you do it enough times, you get a cool nickname. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, hearing about, like... <laughs> like the vomiter. Sure. <laughs> What's the thing? Diarrhea like, pants. <laughs> puke machine. <laughs> Jordan's joke about running with beer reminded me of this, because I, I, I was like, this sounds like the worst thing in the world to me. Mm-hmm. Like, have none of these people figured out that you can just drink beer in your dorm room without running to get it? It's more fun when somebody tells you how to drink it. Yeah. And you're tired. <laughs> uh, Santa Cruz's version of this is called First Rain. Okay. And uh, the first time it rains during the school year, there is a like naked run around campus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there was a direct-to-DVD American Pie sequel based on this phenomenon. Oh, wow. Uh, was it just called, wait, First Rain? What, what, what? <laughs> it's called, uh, yeah. Hard Rain? American Pie. Like uh, here are some tits. Black Rain? <laughs> yeah, Black Rain. Uh, I think it was called... Some days a hard rain's gonna fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On some naked... Naked nineteen-year-olds on shrooms, uh, and I was going to shoot them all. Yeah, and it's a it's like kind of a fre- it's the you know kind of freshman year initiation thing because yeah I okay. think Santa Cruz also you know no proper frats not a lot mm-hmm. of organized sports so it's you know light on traditions but this is one of them uh, yeah and I didn't do it the first year because I had a long distance girlfriend who told me she didn't want me to do <laughs> it because I had a long penis <laughs> I had a long penis I didn't, didn't want to trip yeah. yeah yeah I didn't want to get it like. And like trapped in a fence or something. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to make my uh, I didn't want to make my new uh, my new classmates feel self conscious. I'm imagining like sure. an Ob Iwerks style like early uh, black and white cartoon yep. with a guy with a long penis, a nude guy running around and getting it like tied in like a bow on yeah, things, yeah. wrapped around a tree, and then like a whole bunch of other students trip on it. Ca- it's, it's caught in a steamboat wheel. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I didn't do it, and I still kick myself for it. I feel like I wish I had done more like outrageous college shit, but yeah. I was—I think I was a little timid. You know, people might think I'm weird for saying this, but I don't think it would be strange for you to go back and just run with those freshmen. The next, <laughs> like, next hey guys, I'm 33 and I used to come here. Oh, that's right, I'm I had a, this right. It's yeah. cool. I used to be on the improv team, so <laughs> I'm sure you've heard of me. I'm sure people tell, <laughs> still talk about exploits of my uh, improv. What was it group. mixed nuts? What was your? Uh, <laughs> oh, we were called that was the uh, fake. <laughs> <laughs> improv group from the Daily Show. That was it. <laughs> it might as well have been. It was called Humor Force Five. Okay, which sucks. We didn't. I mean, we were. Was, a, than was the with sucks part of the name, or yeah, did yeah. you just add that? That's I added little. that because I'm embarrassed of the name. Yeah. Uh, well, my improv troupe that I started in college because there was not one before <laughs> I was there uh, was called Stop Laughing. So they're all. There's no way to have a. Oh yeah, yeah. Name it's, for a troupe. Right. They're all bad. Um, anyway, so that's been College Tales, which is the traditional beginning. Every episode we do college stories at the beginning, as longtime listeners know. But now we get on to the meat of the show, which is we watched a bad movie, and now we talk about it. And tonight we watched a movie uh, from the Lucasfilm folks. <laughs> oh, just called, hearing that makes you so excited, right? Yeah, called Strange Magic. 
which is a CGI animated film about a bunch of fairy folk, and it's got <laughs> songs Go from, on. you know, like the 50s or 60s up until today. Uh, it's a it's what they call a jukebox musical, which is when you have a musical made up of songs that were pre-existing, although usually a jukebox musical either is a musical with songs all written by the same like songwriting a, like team. Like a Mamma Mia? Well, no, I was like, yeah, like a Mamma yeah, an ABBA. I actually got it right. Yeah, no, you're right. ABBA, that's all the same team. I was going to go with something like Singing in the Rain or, uh, which I forget, I forget the team, but those, those were all written by the same people or like Crazy for You, it's all Gershwin songs. Or it's like Rock of Ages, where it's all the same genre. Yeah, this was a an incoherent mishmash with no apparent <laughs> yeah. theme. This is just yeah, yeah. It, it seemed to be it's like the Jack Radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're singing what we want. Um, yeah, there, it seemed. I mean, I can see the brainstorming meeting for this movie going like, well, we want to have songs. <laughs> uh, we want to have songs, so we'll do some stuff, some oldies the parents will remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Get them out on the dance Love floor. Love is Strange, uh, Sugar Pie Honey Bun. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's the actual name of the song. That's yeah. the refrain. Uh, but then they had some, you know, there's some Beyonce and some, uh, yeah. I don't know, Drake thrown in for the kids. <laughs> yeah. I, I recognize them as popular songs, I mean, but I not, couldn't. I don't think anything is super new. I think the Beyonce song was the newest. Yeah. And that was like, that was Crazy in Love. So that's a that's an older song. What about that What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger that's true. That's, I hear that in the deli. So, that, but I, I don't think any of them is up to the minute. Stuff. Yeah, I'm sure in the you know five years it took to make this well, movie that's the thing. Yeah, it's a CGI movie. Probably there's no way of doing it. And a newer. low budget CGI movie. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's a Lucasfilm production, and it seems to have been a labor of love for him. But um, look, Ellie's not here. He usually sums things up. You want to do it? I don't think I can. I think uh, we, between us, we could probably tag team it. Okay. It shouldn't fall all on one person's shoulders. So, Lucasfilm logo. <laughs> yeah. We all get immediate boners for some reason. Yeah. We, we, we were excited it. that maybe Dad accidentally put on <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, cut to a shot of a dude unrolling a map, and our boners go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the map because shows. we were all uh, we were all uh, sexually abused by maps as children, <laughs> <laughs> by cartographers. Uh, yeah, the map we unrolls and we see inside of us. <laughs> <laughs> a sex tent. Also, was where they they put the sex tent inside of us. They oh, sex tent! I was <laughs> I was there at Burning Man. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's a map uh, of a of a magical kingdom, and the map is divided into two halves. There's the uh, fairy kingdom, a little which on is, the nose, yeah, yeah, which is light and pastel colored, and then there's the dark forest, uh, which is uh, evil looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of bland for an, a known world type map, but and they're uh, so like these things are divided. These areas are divided by like. A bunch of primrose flowers, I guess, which are okay. key ingredients in love potions, which uh, are important in this movie. And I and I say that I, I predicted that at some point love potion number nine would be sung. It was not. Mm-hmm. It was the only time that a non-on-the-nose choice was not made <laughs> yeah. in this movie. And your wager, the cost of your wager is your soul, no! Ben McCoy. Ruffelstiltskin, <laughs> I didn't recognize you. Disguised as Stuart this whole time. <laughs> I've been playing the long game. <laughs> uh, but no, there's literally like a part where, for instance, a woman talks about how she's worried, and then one of the other characters starts singing, Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> Don't you know that every little thing's going to be all right? And They're like, this song's so cheap. We might as well fucking use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just went to a, we went to a, uh, a rights goodwill. That's right. <laughs> they went to Bob yeah. Marley's R Us. Yeah. yeah fire uh, sale or one of those, like, police auctions. <laughs> I think it's important to say that all of these songs, which on their own could be fun to listen to, are rendered unfun because... <laughs> They are backed and arranged by what I can only imagine is the house band of a Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, <laughs> like a a just a white uncle in sandals filter is placed on all of these songs. So mm-hmm. any like pleasure you would just derive from hearing like a good song is taken away because it's the cheesiest possible yeah. arrangement of it. Or they do the thing where like, oh, I like this song in its normal tempo. Let's slow it down to ballad. <clears throat> yeah. 
Um, Which works when you're watching Sons of Anarchy and they do that as like a music montage like seven times every episode. Well, people are getting beat up or something. I don't know what happened. Probably murdered. I don't remember. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, but the movie starts with uh, our heroine is, uh, she's in love with love. She's singing, I can't help falling in love with you, which is mashed up with crazy in love. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know she's, and you know her life is good because she has that cartoon character affectation of just randomly laughing as she moves about the world. <laughs> like, like if that was her in the real world, she'd be, she'd be an insane person just giggling as she bounds around. But yeah, yeah it's you know. like Sandra Bullock in that movie where she plays a crazy person. Uh, wait, the all one of, that all about Jordan Steve? was in? <laughs> Whoa, you were in that? Oh, I'm totally in that. Yeah, I'm in the, uh, I have a couple of lines in the protest scene. Well, then you were in a movie that is a perfect example of a character in the real life just giggling <laughs> Yeah, himself. no, exactly, of a character that is, like, supposed to be, like, oh, people will think this is cute, but if you encounter that character on the world, in the real world, it's like, oh, this is an insane person. Okay, did I just make this awkward for making? No, no. Oh no, I am well aware that All About Steve sucks. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, when I got the part, they, they like mailed me a copy of the script, and I read it, and I'm like, this is fucking insane. Like, is this a movie? <laughs> like, uh, and uh, I am well aware of the place that All About Steve occupies How are those in the cultural All imagination. About Steve residuals, though, still How? coming. Yeah, I will get a check for like 15 bucks every now and then because people buy it on wow. iTunes. I guess. Yeah, there you go. And like Sandra Bullock, I loved her in the the sidebar. What was the movie she was in? <laughs> sidebar. Sidecar. Sidecar. It's <laughs> what a movie with her and the the football guy. <laughs> the net. <laughs> the blind side. Speed. The blind side. Yeah. Thank you. At first, when you said sidebar, I was like Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. Throwing out legal terms. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to go out for some all about Steve, <laughs> if you guys want to go out for some all about Steve hot wings later, I'm paying. <laughs> that's like. <laughs> What my residuals pay for. Yeah. Do not order any drinks. <laughs> pay, for, pay, pay for some oh, no, I, yeah, Steve I branded hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's a princess, which you know, because like all the peasants like come out and wave to her. She flies around. Mm-hmm. And she's going to marry a very handsome uh, fairy, I, I guess. I don't know. They all look... Like, as we were saying during it. Dan, it's okay to admit that a man's handsome. It's not, not going to judge you. That's not it. It was that. He's uh, the anti-map and that he gave me a boater <laughs> as opposed to extinguishing my boater like those <laughs> like damn map. maps. As we were saying, it, all these characters look like they are uh, like erotic fan art that someone on the internet has drawn of a fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, like when when you go to a comic con or something like that. Like way in the back, there will be a guy at a card table wearing overalls and a floppy hat, and he's just drawing <laughs> fucking fairies with huge yep. tits and giant cocks. Like this is what those characters look like. And you'd see that guy the, from afar and be like, "You should be drawing pogo esque characters, <laughs> <laughs> not monsters." Uh, yeah, this is this seems like that guy. Did all of the character design for this because they are they are upsettingly shiny and sexual. Yeah, it's like they're the animators were like, man, DeviantArt's gonna have a field day with this shit. <laughs> high five. I like the five. idea that anyone makes a movie just as a pre DeviantArt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, little did they know for for DeviantArt to take to it, the movie has to be popular and watchable. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry, there. perverts. Just keep drawing Sonic peeing on a, on Pikachu. <laughs> Why is there so much Sonic porn? Like of we've all talked the about things, this. Yeah, it's I don't because know. Because he's great. <laughs> it's because he's so great, and people want to see him turned into a toilet. I <laughs> want to see him fucking tails. <laughs> I, yeah, I love all the ones where Sonic is the pregnant one, though. That's the thing that's crazy. <laughs> he Why is. is he pregnant? <laughs> because uh, Knuckles gave it to him it's in the a, butt. It's a junior situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's what he's doing with all those rings, man, paying for that. So we're like five minutes into the movie. So the movie opens with this princess flying around and giggling to herself. And it's done in that style where she's flying, but the camera is like so tight on her that you don't really get any sense of gravity or geography or, and it's like, it's like. Uh, Miyazaki's nightmare where you have no idea what like the joy of flight actually is. Uh, And then it just moves along to her, I guess, falling in love with this guy and then finding out he's cheating on her. Yeah. So she is she is uh, she is betrothed to a jerky prince fairy who is kind of a preening Gaston type. Mm -hmm. Uh, We kind of know he's a jerk from the get go. uh, And then she is flying around making him 
some sort of wedding corsage and then yeah. sees him uh, kissing a just faceless other fairy. <laughs> Random. Could be a dude fairy. We Yeah, we don't uh, know. Everyone has short hair. So. Yeah. So, yeah, that, so that happens. And so she calls off the wedding. Uh, the guy tries to win her back, and, and she sings... Uh, I don't know. What doesn't kill you make you stronger, I guess. That and she puts she on her that. she puts on her armor too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a getting ready montage that where she is singing about how she's heartbroken while her kind of her slave class of pixies <laughs> is yep. putting on a new outfit. Uh and meanwhile her uh, little sister is still in love with love. She's excited about uh I don't know, whatever. There's a bunch of dances. <laughs> this, is, this fairy kingdom has like a dance every couple hours. Uh, and, uh, so at one of these balls, the, um, the evil prince convinces this little gnome creature to, uh, go, uh, make a, get the ingredients for a love potion mm-hmm. so he can, uh, rewin the woman. He, he, yeah, this like troll doll little guy. Yeah. But he convinces it, the troll doll guy to do it, I guess, so he can, uh, make the younger princess in love with him. Which okay. Kind of creepy. Yeah the the gnome guy is in a kind of friend zone relationship with the uh, with the other princess. And for a while, younger I think he's the male lead. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yet, yeah. His, like his goal is to basically, basically find some kind of magical roofie. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> sure. So yeah, we were a little baffled by him being cast in the hero uh, role for a while, but he's got um, overalls on. So yeah, he's very non-threatening. Yeah. So you, you, you like him too? <laughs> yeah, he's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Well, he goes on a quest. He's getting the ingredients. He runs into the blue fairy, played by Kristen Chenoweth, who sometimes. Uh, but he has to like, go to the, like the evil. Place yeah, he has to, to go into right. the yeah, dark the kingdom. Uh, there's a there's a blue fairy uh, that Stuart said a few times. Looks like she's made of jizz. Yeah, yeah it, well, she looks like she's a magic in, sperm. When she's in her like normal like blue fairy. Guys, yeah, she looks like magic sperm, but she also switches into like a weird, like kind of uh, a possum-looking creature. Sometimes, wait, she's the same thing. Yeah, no, those are the same. She's like a wow. shapeshifter. Okay, so it's like a little opossum mouse, basically. Okay. Wait, she was also the opossum. I believe so. Unless oh boy, I, I missed that. Yeah, I would say let's check the tape, but I never want to see that. Again. <laughs> yeah, boy, this movie had a weird quality of being. Like the most simple, like fucking you know, basic ass George Lucas story. Because yeah, he's, he's like, I'm going to take a little taming with the shrew. I'll myth, take a little, yeah. But also impossible to follow. Like I was so. I mean, boredom was probably part of it. Like not wanting to follow it, mm-hmm. but also its its hackness was only exceeded by its confusingness. And it's what like it's one thing to both take a to take a like a hack premise, but then also to throw in like super cliched songs and music cues that it's like piling crap on top of crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this wanted to be like Moulin Rouge meets like Midsummer Night's Dream, but it was just like this like weird frenetic mishmash of of just nonsense stuff from all kinds of genres. So at this point then like the love potion gets made and then the whole the whole point like everybody's trying to get a hold of this love potion the bog mm. king this uh tragic figure sure yeah, yeah voiced, by by, <laughs> voiced by alan yeah the bog king is the is the uh, villain for uh, a, a good portion of the thing and he is a very just cliche evil guy who sings. sings who says that i am evil in a song mm-hmm. and he wants to eradicate love Despite the protests of his um, Jewish mother, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he has a frog that's his mom, and she has a Jewish affectation. Uh, yeah, it's all yeah. mothers are Jewish, I guess, and that's the rule. Yeah. I can't decide if this. Movie and all seems fathers like... are George Lucas, according to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I can't decide if this movie seems like it was written by a child or like a fifty year old drama teacher. Like it's <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah. It's a collaboration between a five-year-old and the worst writer on your show of shows. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, they're like, what songs does Billy dance to when we put on Pandora? <laughs> We're putting those in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I did it. Like, I asked you guys at one point in the movie, like, if we were 12-year-old girls, would this be the most awesome thing in the world? And it's possible. You know? Like, we are certainly not the target audience sure. of this movie. So. And I can't imagine what it would be like to be a 12-year-old girl. So, uh, Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I, there's probably a lot of ponies. <laughs> sure. Stickers, I imagine, yeah. come into it at a like certain point. Stickers. Bieber. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Backpack like adornments. A, like a pink cell phone, maybe? Yeah. Well, cell phones, certainly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, boy, the characters just talk about love all the time. Uh-huh. So I guess... It's the big news in the kingdom. Yeah, it's the I fifth guess. element, dude. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, spoilers. The strange magic uh, turns out to be love, uh, like... As does the fifth element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Bog King, ah, fuck, what happens at this point? Somebody <laughs> gets a hold of the the, the... the potion accidentally goes on top of, goes on top of, gets <laughs> splashed all over the younger... The, younger skin's on top of. <laughs> yeah, sure. On top of her skin. <laughs> and she falls in love with the Bog King. And uh, so she's going off with him. Like, the older princess thinks that uh, she's been kidnapped, so she goes to find him. Uh, and then, like, she discovers what happens and, and the fact that, like, the younger uh, sister wants to be there. And they so they go looking for um, some kind of an- an- antidote to this. Or um, an anecdote, which yeah. is a mispronunciation you made. And then they made that joke in the movie. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. They're taking notes from our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. People saying the wrong thing is funny. <laughs> yeah. What if someone slightly missaid something? Um, yeah, boy. And there's a lot of, I think we talked about this. Uh, there's a, there's an old Patton Oswalt anecdote about him being hired to punch up an already written animated movie. And the only way to do that is to have the characters say things off screen. And there is a shit ton of that in this movie. There is definitely like, there's these two henchmen characters who I guess we are meant to think are funny. And uh, they... well, one of them's voiced by Peter Stromare, and I'm assuming the other one's by Super Dave. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, Bob Einstein is in this uh, as some characters. So that must be, Super Dave must be that guy. Yeah. So it's probably just the two of them shouting stuff. Yeah. And there's just a moment where them off screen, someone gets a boutonniere, and someone's like, is it boutonniere or buttonniere? Mm-hmm. Uh, really emphasizing the butt part of it. So, yeah, that's just the kind of... Wait, is the joke butt in ear? <laughs> oh, it might be butt in ear. <laughs> I don't know what that gag is otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just an excuse to say butt. I think, uh, yeah, at some point, uh, someone realized that this family comedy did not contain any comedy and uh, just had these two little guys yell weird things. Yeah. So, I mean, we learn the tragic backstory of the Bog King uh, because the Sugar Plum Fairy... In the course of explaining how to undo this magic, says, uh, oh, the Bog King used to be in love with this woman. He made the potion to, to give to her. And she I mean, a woman, I think, I think yeah, you're being like a little a, charitable. A it's a lady. frog lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the frog lady did not fall in love with him because she was in love with someone else. And the only antidote to this potion is true love, is loving somebody else. Um, Just like in real life, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the only antidote to a roofie (laughs) is to fall in love. (laughs) Um, So we learn at this point that the Bog King is not so much a villain as a a tragic figure. Um, And he and the older sister start to fall in love, which is, you know, kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that's that's a time when the movie kind of surprised me, is that this guy is such a, you know, crazy cartoon of a cartoon villain, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they do give him a little depth, and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the princess doesn't... You know, I was also expecting a moment where the Bog King, you know, gets... Transformed. Douched with some other kind of potion that makes him (laughs) handsome, and uh, that does not happen, so... Like, uh, the thing is, in Beauty and the Beast... The cartoon, of course. Sure. The beast before he gets due. Not the historic event. <laughs> <laughs> Not the real news item yeah. that happened. Yeah, that before happened the, during the Napoleonic the, Wars. Before the beast gets douched when he's still a beast, he's way more like, I'd no, sleep every, with that one. Everyone can agree that the beast <laughs> is is handsomer than like the, weird Blondo. Than the, than the, and we're definitely more handsome than the Bog King. Yeah. But, the, but yeah, both of the princesses end up with kind of unappealing looking dudes at the end of this movie, which is depends on whether nice. or not you like a troll doll <laughs> yeah. that has a little bit of reggae flavor. Ladies, <laughs> yeah. ladies, right in. Tell us whether you'd sleep with a reggae troll doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's more attractive? A reggae troll doll or a or, kind of a, or a stereotypical Jewish looking uh, insect man? Who's <laughs> kind yeah, who's whose skin kind of looks like the bark of a tree. Yeah, who mm-hmm. yeah, hit us up on Twitter, ladies. <laughs> and and fellas, okay, if you're a fella sure. who likes fellas. Yeah, sure. 
We do not uh, discriminate. We want to hear from everybody. To bog kings and troll men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, no. It, uh, so that that all goes down. Uh, there's a big crazy action ending where uh, the troll guy. <laughs> D uh, potionifies the younger sister by the power of true love. Uh-huh. Um, the douche prince tries to spray a uh, love potion all over the older sister. And uh, she, for a second, it looks like she's been enchanted, but it's all a trick. She punches him because she's really in love with the bog king. And I don't know, some song gets sung. And, and the Bog King's out. palace gets destroyed. We think the Bog King yeah. dies. He doesn't die. He climbs out of the uh, skeleton jaws that smashed yeah. him. Yeah, he has a slightly hurt arm. Mm. Um, yeah, but it, it does seem like the douche prince dies. It does seem like he is pushed off a cliff. I think. I mean, I think we don't hear him go, I'm okay, after that. Yeah, I mean, that. there might be an after credits bit where he's like... I'll come back and kill you guys. <laughs> In the I sequel that everyone wants to see. <laughs> Stranger magic. Or Strange Normal days, magic. right? Strange Days. Oh, is Strange Days a sequel to this? Yeah, I think it's a yeah. sequel. Okay. This is in the Strange <laughs> days of verse. Um, yeah. I mean, no, that is, tr- that is, though, a thing that happens, I feel like, in these cartoon kids' movies is the villains will often die horribly. <laughs> and no one seems to have a problem with that. Like... It'll all be G-rated except for, yeah, someone will die. At yeah, the, the end. villain plummeting like, off something. It's or like, all right, well, that's later more cool with that, I guess. Getting impaled, yeah. <laughs> uh, justice is served. <laughs> <laughs> what goes around comes around. <laughs> yeah. Heroes just murdered a guy. <laughs> the, the, the wicked will receive their punishment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it is, it, you know, the it, to talk about the politics of this uh, <laughs> profoundly stupid movie um, is interesting because it does like have a little bit of a progressive bent in it in that, you know, the princesses fall in love with kind of unlikely, you know, sure. unlikely men. And there's a, mm-hmm. and I think one of the kind of funny, fun to watch scenes is when they're, you know, the this little opossum character that may or may not be the blue fairy in disguise uh, is going around just spreading love potion everywhere. And then there's like a frog falls in love with a toadstool and a, you know, dragonfly falls in love with a snake. Uh, and and that, a lizard falls in love with uh, the troll doll guy. Yeah. Uh, Which that lizard's going to be fucking heartbroken, dude, yeah. when yeah. it realizes... The troll guy is going to be with the princess. I know. <laughs> the, like, there's no way the the king is going to allow that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what the, how progressive their marriage laws are. But there is a scene with all this, like you know, you know, fall in love with who you fall in love with message that they have. There is a scene where two male characters accidentally kiss and go like, "Oh, gross!" Blah, and it's like, "Oh, okay." Like, frog yeah. fucking is fine, but <laughs> but men don't kiss other men. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> women, Lisa. <laughs> Boys kiss women. girls. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird Gore Vidal reference that was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say about this movie. It was very frenetic. Uh, there were yeah. a lot of terrible songs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I didn't well, like- there were a lot of songs that I guess you probably wouldn't mind if you heard them, but sounded oh, the terrible in the context. Were mostly good songs. What about uh, what were they dancing to? Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds or something, and then it got all kaleidoscopy at yeah, the I end. Don't think that they licensed a Beatles song <laughs> yeah. for this. I think it was, was Wild Thing band. at the end. Oh, it was Wild Thing. Okay. Um, I the I thought the character designs by and large of the heroes were terrible. Like if you see a CGI movie that's like uh, like a CGI cartoon that's a fantasy movie, all of the all of the like hero characters are always like this weird like Hallmark card versions of fantasy bullshit, and I didn't like that at all. But the, some of the crazy creatures look cool. See, the the sad thing is, every time I see like a like a relatively cheap fantasy animated movie, in my head I'm always like, "There's no way the armor would look like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's unrealistic completely. They wouldn't they wouldn't wear that to a dance." Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, Jordan, but Stuart's a bit of a nerd. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm a nerd on a podcast. I thought you what? were a cool, cool dude. Well, I could oh, also man, be a cool my... dude amongst the nerds, of course. I'm the coolest You're the yeah, coolest, 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 coolest. Yeah. at my camp. <laughs> yeah. That's a TV show, Dan. You can't make that reference. What? 
uh, I'm I'm still in talks to be on that King of the Nerds TV show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it's as they it's a Lucas production, so there is some you know there is some cool design. I think yeah, some of the bad guys do look neat. Uh, boy, yeah, really really struggling to say something nice about this. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we should probably get into final judgments about whether this is a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie we kind of like. Final gonna, judgments. I'm gonna say that for me, this sort of falls a little outside the normal things. It's a I would say, like, overall, it's a bad, bad movie because I didn't enjoy watching it. But it comes a little close to good, bad in that it is a baffling thing to watch. Like, it's, it's an experience to watch it. It's a, it's a misbegotten film. It's a totally, like, stupid idea. Like, like I, none of the pieces fit together. <laughs> like, this idea of making this, like, weird fairy love story CGI animated thing with... Uh, Pop, all these pop songs stuck in it. It's it's just crazy that they thought this was a good good idea for a film. I feel like if it was just a little bit cheaper or a little bit, a bit like creepily designed, like a little yeah. more creepily designed, I would say it's a good bad movie. But I think it's just bad. Like it's not. It's not. There's nothing quite crazy enough for me to say go out and watch this when there's food fight for you to go out and watch <laughs> instead. Yeah, it, this this doesn't it, this doesn't like it, it doesn't it like something a food fight that I guess I, I have not seen but only know of it from <laughs> your guys' podcast about it. Like it doesn't seem like this was done by you know amateurs. It's not like a room or something like that uh-huh. where it's like oh this was someone who tried to make a movie who didn't know how. Like this is clearly done by talented people who just decided not to do a second draft of anything. You know, it seems like it, you know, when you get to be a Lucas or a Woody Allen or something, just you get to be a point where no one tells you no. And like, let's do another pass on that. Or this is not the best idea. Like, it just seems like it's a, you know, megalomaniacs jack off session. Uh, and that is meant to be a kid's movie. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think I, I am I am saying bad, bad. I had one genuine laugh where there was a party sequence and the reggae troll doll stole someone's ice cream cone. Just a random extra. He just took his ice cream cone and that uh, that just random character started to cry. <laughs> uh, that for some reason uh, struck me as actually funny, but I think I was just groping for something to <laughs> you enjoy. You were punch drunk at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, again, I'm, I'm, I'm also saying uh, uh, bad, bad movie um, uh, without... Uh, yeah, no, no reason to explore this, even if you are a Lucasophile or something like that. <laughs> so that's a, cr- a terrible thing to have to admit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now what do we do, Dan? We do letters, letters from listeners. Oh wow, the next. But segment. Elliot's not here to sing a letter song. No, it's the letters part. <laughs> All right. Yeah. How was that? Sure. <laughs> was no, that as good, good as Elliot does? No, it's. Uh, I would say it was tight. Okay. When I read those letters, my panties get wetter. Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't like this. Ooh, I like this saucy new letter song. Like Shiny it's, white paper. I don't like the way that Stuart's staring Big old at bag of letters. <laughs> my day couldn't get better. Hopefully they're not groaners, so then we all get boners. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. It was our time to shine. <laughs> I think we did great. <laughs> yeah. Super erotic. Anyway. So this uh, letter is from Scott, who writes, Stuart. Hey. <laughs> Kate, Scott can't hear you. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> oh, boy. Kate. Scott, are you there? What's going on? <laughs> no, he doesn't understand. <laughs> Do you still not know how letters work? Is that... Uh, you guys have been doing this long enough. He says, Stuart, can, yep. can, you speak, <laughs> can you speak the rest of the episode in German? Danke, Scott. Uh, nee, ich kann nur ein kleines bisschen Deutsch uh, sprechen. Uh, ich habe so viel vergessen. Uh, so, I hope that meant something. <laughs> so, so uh, there, where, do you, where did you learn German? In Germany. Okay. Uh, I spent a semester, I spent like six months over there mm-hmm. and I took a couple of years. Uh, it's not a particularly exciting story. And then I worked in a German beer hall for a few years. Oh. And you people wanted to order in German? Uh, no, I mainly use it to uh, correct people's pronunciation like a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Awesome. Yeah. World needs more of those. Every once in a while, I'd have a guy come up and try and order something in German. And there was a guy who insisted only in speaking German to the waitress. And Mm -hmm. the waitress would, 
uh, usually just direct them to me. And I would start talking to the guy, and a couple times I'm like, this guy isn't even German. His pronunciation's <laughs> terrible. Why is he insisting on speaking German to me? It's quite a story. Yeah. <laughs> and you killed that man. You <laughs> throttled him. him. I waited until he left the bar yeah. a little bit drunk. <laughs> yeah. And then I hit him in the Choked head with a kosh. It's actually pronounced kosh. <laughs> Sorry. <Thanks. laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that uh, is. I'm going to wait till you leave, and then it's yeah, a blackjack go. to the back of the you head. And, <laughs> you and your partner stuffed him in a trunk and then had a dinner party while Jimmy Stewart slowly got more and more suspicious. <laughs> Uh, this letter is called, uh, from Core. Last letter withheld. I think, I think that's. I think it's Corey, guys. Hmm. I think that's okay. Uh, who writes, "Dear Floppers, I recently have acquired a son and an interest in the flop house. I know better <laughs> than to expose him to the show, but it appears he's been listening from the living room every day while I make supper. I know this because he, four years old, recently crab walked into the kitchen, going rawr in a weird Tim Curry kind of way." I asked what he was doing, and he told me he was the floppy house cat. So that's one thing. <laughs> the other thing was he asked me to make up a story for him about Dan and Elliot. Sorry, Stuart, not you. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> when doing the voice for Dan, he would correct I me. I can set this one out. <laughs> when doing the voice for Dan, he would correct me and tell me to make it sadder. No, sadder. Until I sounded like Eeyore, but with brain damage, maybe. <laughs> I find you three entertaining, but for obvious reasons, I don't want my son to emulate you. So if you could maybe say on the show a message telling him to, it's all pretended that you aren't normal, I could play for him, and I think it would help in his personal development. Thanks. Uh, well, don't, we don't what, know his name. How do we, he'll hear us. <laughs> what do people name their shitty kids these days? <laughs> Pistol? <laughs> Trigger? Bucket? Yeah. I don't know about uh, this. Uh, I'm sorry I called your kid shitty. I, he's probably fine. Not emulating us. I mean, you know. Yeah. We've, we've, we've no, made it. I mean, what, you, what would you rather your kid grow up to be? Yeah, we've carved a, a teacher, an world. engineer, <laughs> a lumberjack, uh, a doctor uh, helping the sick, a priest who helps people with religion. <laughs> <laughs> so keep on listening. That's where I say, Corey's child. Yeah. Be, be like us. He's, yep. Be yeah. not like Elliot. Apparently. Yeah, don't listen to your dad. Now you imagine his dad Elliot. furiously trying to oh, stop wait, Stuart, it. Don't, you won't like... have previewed this at all. Yeah, don't listen to your dad. Pursue a career in podcasting, <laughs> television <laughs> writing, and bar ownership. Mm-hmm. One of those three so things. The three combination. seediest professions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope this has been helpful. <laughs> it's weird that he picked up the flophouse cat thing like that seems to be a pretty i mean i know it's a beloved running joke but i mean it's a pretty it's particular thing yeah, sound effects sound effects are common. very dear to children's hearts that's true uh, so maybe they would have liked that part in like a slide strange whistle. magic where the princess stepped on a balloon and a fart sound happened i love that part <laughs> yeah you did actually legitimately <laughs> laugh at that <laughs> i was like that sounds like bantha poodoo yeah yeah, there was a lot of just like desperately trying to cram in something that resembled comedy. Or references to Star Wars. Oh, yeah. There were a couple references to Star Wars, weren't there? Yeah, yeah so where she's blocking So the... she's blindfolded and practicing sword fighting. Mm-hmm. The king of the fairies looks like George Lucas. <laughs> uh, I thought he should be wearing a little flannel shirt. I thought that would have been mm-hmm. cute. Uh, that's it, though, right? Is there anything else? I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Hi, this is Dave Hill from Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident on the Maximum Fun Network. I'm here with my lovely and talented secretary, Miss Shana Feinberg. Shana, I understand you've been doing a bit of research to find out what listeners think of the show. Yes, I have, Dave. And what have you found? Well, people that love it say they love it because it's just Dave hanging out with someone in his apartment. Awesome. What, what do people that hate it say? They hate it because it's just Dave hanging out with someone in his apartment. Oh. Listen to Dave Hill's podcast dancing on the Maximum Fun Network, mother Was that too much? No, I think it was perfect. This letter is from Robert, last name withheld, who writes... While listening to one of your recent episodes, I had a brilliant movie idea that I'd love to get your thoughts on. Well, we'll, we'll be the judge. Robert Ooh. Rodriguez, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> what if I shot a movie in my house in front of a green screen in Austin? <laughs> yeah, great idea, Robert Rodriguez. Those always work out great. 
it is based on a true story, namely the true story that you guys sit around a lot riffing on silly movie ideas. The name of the movie is, of course, Three Ninjas Kick Back to the Future. <laughs> Despite not yet existing, Three Ninjas Kick Back to the Future is already my fourth favorite movie, second only to the Invisible Family, Head of the Maniac, and Powder. But oh, wow. I, Those are, wow, August Company. But I have a, cu- a couple of <laughs> questions for you about it. Seriously, why does uh, 3NKBTTF not exist yet? When okay. It, when it does, do you think it, what, what do you think it will be like? Uh, please feel free to riff for anywhere between 30 seconds and 90 minutes as you see fit. I'll wait. Sits at keyboard for appropriate amount of time. Uh, that seems like... Okay, well, it's, I mean, obviously... <laughs> I mean, if we were ninjas, why would we have to go back in time? Wait, the Ninja Turtles did that already. So, wait, yeah. hold on. So, wait, are you guys Rocky Colton Tum Tum in this situation? Wait, are those the names of the three ninjas? Those are the names of the three ninjas. (laughs) Tum Tum? Tum Tum is uh, the hungry one. Yeah, the youngest, hungriest ninja. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was imagining like a chubby ninja. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think he's probably a little chubbier than the other ones, but he's still in good shape because of all the karate. Yeah, he he has a really high metabolism. But he's just eating a lot of dumplings or something. Yeah. Or whatever, like Cheetos. Whatever kids they're all eat. oh yeah the three ninjas are all white so okay, yeah they don't on. they actually don't like dumplings that much I got I've got something embarrassing to admit to you guys what's I'm, that I've never I've never seen a three ninja you don't know what a three ninja <gasps> not even high noon at Mega Mountain <laughs> <laughs> so were they are they modern day ninjas so the three ninjas best I can remember okay and this continue. was a and my, my one of my favorite genres as a kid was child knows karate <laughs> sure. that's why I love sidekicks yeah sure <laughs> featuring the late Jonathan Brandis. Uh, so yeah, I so sidekicks. So three ninjas, I guess, is some sort of hybrid of that sort of movie and Home Alone. Okay, where three kids who know karate have to deflect surfer dude burglars with a series of traps, and then <laughs> mm-hmm. something surfer, else. Like so, the Point Break burglars. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. this was definitely the era of the like, whoa, dude! I mean, whoa, we gotta give that the no karate. Yeah. The most extreme sport is stealing things <laughs> from kids. <laughs> yes, these guys like street luge, BMX bikes, and stealing from children. Uh, yeah, so that was this was the era of that kind of character. Uh, and then he, they fought kids, and then something else. And I know that there were like a lot of direct to DVD sequels uh, yeah. for it. I mean, I knew that they kicked back. Well, they did a naked no, run. No. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Literally, this like right now. I just now got the pun in the three three ninjas kick back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You I, thought it was just about them relaxing. It's, well, that's like no, I didn't. I didn't. That second meaning did not occur to me. Yeah, I'm very slow, is what I'm saying. You didn't think they could use their feet? No, I, I got the kick back. It's <laughs> more a taekwondo like, thing, I they, guess. They, is kicking. They kick back. They attack back, but I didn't get the relaxation. Oh, okay. Part of it. So wait, if they're kicking back to the future, are they going back in time to like relax? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a, maybe like, maybe it could be just like a total retcon of the series. I mean, I think that's happening a lot these days. I mean, we had Terminator Genesis, which erased the bad Terminator movies that we didn't like. Sure. And then the... By being a great Terminator movie? <laughs> by being a slightly worse than a slightly <laughs> not as bad Terminator movie. Uh, and then... The guess, Star Wars, yeah? Or yeah, the Star I guess, Trek, I was sorry. Gonna, yeah, Star Trek, and I guess I was going to say X-Men Apocalypse erased all the bad X-Men movies. So mm-hmm. what if... You know, we have an older Rocky Colton Tum Tum. Sure. They, a little grizzled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tum Tum is actually fat now. One is, has an eye patch. Yeah, and then they get a some sort of talisman or something. I'm going to say okay. talisman. It could be a... They pee in a magic fountain. Yeah, that too. Uh, and they go and, like, they stop their younger selves from becoming karate celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they know about the path of debauchery that it leads to. <laughs> sure. All the lives shattered. Sure, yeah. <laughs> The cocaine and hookers that come with uh, being a child karate celebrity. So does this help, Dan? Do you know more about Three Ninjas now? Oh, certainly. I'm glad. I'm just glad that I chose to read this letter when we had a Three Ninjas expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have it, have America's it foremost Three Ninjas expert. <laughs> sure, yeah. I, I, teach, uh, I teach Three Ninjas studies at Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, going to say the learning annex, so I'm glad that you're much yeah. more credible. Oh, no, no, it's at Cornell, yeah. my uh, I uh, wrote a paper called uh, Tum Tum <laughs> as the Raging Id. <laughs> the Raging Id in all of us. Uh, let's, lead, let, let's, let's read. Let's what? lead what? ourselves 
into the future, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Triumphantly. Mm-hmm. Let's read this next uh, last letter. Um, it's from Thomas Last Name Withheld, who says, Hey, floppers. Thomas Dolby. <laughs> she blinded me with letters. <laughs> Be blinded me with letters. <laughs> Everyone knows your favorite times of year are small timber, Shocktober, and Cagemas. So I thought, why not increase the joy with more theme months? Here are some suggestions. <laughs> Kablamuary. That's okay. action movies. Okay. Uh, Kablamuary. All right, wait, that's what... All right, what... What are you okay? <laughs> what month is that replacing? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Does anyone know Kablamuary? January? Yeah, well, it's, it's replacing Blamuary. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, it's Kablamuary. Jan doesn't sound like Kablam, but yeah. anyway, let's. Yeah, that's a stretch. Yeah, let's move on. That's a stretch. February. Oh, okay. To, wait, Feb- you're saying it weird. Hold on, February. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tearjerkers. <laughs> okay. Uh, deep roll. Artsy movies. I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah. School I. That's July. Uh, topic should be obvious. Go for- <laughs> yeah, what school movies? <laughs> yeah, you know, summer school. Yeah, okay. the ski school. Hollywood is. Yep, those are all super current <laughs> movies. For us to watch. School. You know, all those bad school movies that come out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what was the last school movie? I mean, I guess the boy next door. <laughs> Uh, yeah, these are all good movies, though. There's not been a bad movie made about school. Not even Dangerous Minds. Uh, Gafogist, mm-hmm. that's comedies. And Brovember, movies about men. Uh, March, May, and June are all one syllable. Yeah, there's just no movies about men out there. You think you need to devote a month to awareness of... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough finding movies that fit that category. Yeah. Uh, he, he pushes on March, May, and June because he says that one syllable... Those are wild cards? It's, it's tough to make them work as puns. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, uh, anywho... I look forward to hearing episodes from all of these theme months in the future, and of course, learning the stupid theme-based final judgments you can cock for each of them. Sincerely, hmm. Thomas. Last name withheld. Thanks, Thomas Dolby. Um, <laughs> so, what? We're on to Kablamuary next. What's yeah? Uh, wait, what's the next? Well, we're in. Wait, are we in school? I guess, I? I guess small Vember is next. Oh, wait, on no, your, this is cage. There's no August one. Uh, August. I guess you do Flogist, where Flog- you do S and M themed movies. You just okay. watch Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. over and over again. Yep, and uh, Fogist, where we watch the Fog remake <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> it's part two of our exploration of the Fog remake. We really want to get into it. Our yearly exploration. Yeah. Uh, just do like those guys who do Star Wars a minute at a time, but do yeah. it with the Fog remake. Oh, wow. Boy. Just don't, dive. Don't watch what you say on there, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We did launch, uh, inadvertently, Stuart launched a podcast that examined a talking a cat. A great minute podcast by recognized by the Onion AV Club. Yeah. A talking cat podcast examining uh, the movie A Talking Cat called A Talking Cast. They came up with the But they even got got, I think the 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 writer on that show. The writer of the movie is in the final. Did you listen to it? Yeah, it's great. What did he have to say about it? Uh he's he seems like Give me the Cliff's notes. (laughs) I'm not gonna give you the Cliff notes on an episode of our show, but I'll just say that it was like he seemed like it it was not his fault as much as David DeCocteau that like made it crazier. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm sure that either of them could have passed the buck <laughs> sure. if they wanted to. It's all Eric Roberts' fault. <laughs> Would have been a great movie. Is oh, that, that he, damn cat. Was he the voice that of the cat, cat Eric Roberts? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. He delivers an amazing performance. <laughs> if you listen to any bad movie podcast, I'm sure they've done an episode on A Talking Cat. Yeah, it's it's an amazing bad movie. We can't uh, recommend that one enough. <laughs> is it is it is it room birdemic quality bad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it does. It, it has a lot of dead space, but it's that kind of like brilliantly bad dead space, okay. rather than yeah. There's a driving scene that seems to take up ten minutes <laughs> of the middle of the movie. Yeah, it's 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 like that rule of like you know if something happens thirty five times, it's funny. Yeah. Like, it just <laughs> that pushes uh, boredom so far that you're like, why is this happening? <laughs> Who did this? Yeah. <laughs> Why did they do it? It's like how there's so much parking in Birdemic. Exactly. Just watching someone park. Like we can- Is this a driving video? Yeah. Um, so uh, I hope that helped everyone, I guess. Who wrote we learned the fucking months. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We learned the months. We learned the months. We learned about three ninjas. Yeah. So play it for that kid. 
<laughs> we're talking about yeah, it so there you go. You can learn Maybe what months are yep, which. Mix up his months. Yeah. And now he knows basically what Three Ninjas is about without having to watch it. Uh-huh. Or yeah. he'll know now if it's up his alley. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch that. Uh, so it's time for the final segment on the show, which is where we recommend movies um, that we liked rather than Strange Magic. Jordan, I know you're a listener. I hope that you remember that this was a segment. I, I, I did, yes. Uh, but I'll go first. I watched a movie called The Super Cops, which was um, uh, Edgar Wright did a night where he was programming Turner Classic movies. Yeah. And uh, he showed a, a, a few movies that I'd seen already. I, I forget what they were, but I didn't tape those because I knew them. But I'd never heard of The Super Cop. It's from 1974. And it's based on a real um, a real uh, pair of New York cops who were known as Batman and Robin at the <laughs> time, uh, due to like how many their costumes? Their, no, they they, they made a <laughs> due to their ambiguous of, gay gay relationship. <laughs> they made a lot yeah, of father son weird relationship. Um, and it was uh, directed by Gordon Parks, who made Shaft, and it was written, pardon me, by Lorenzo Simple Jr who is an interesting writer he uh wrote he helped create the the Batman uh TV series so it's weird that he worked on this movie about cops that were uh nicknamed Batman and Robin but he wrote the Anthony Perkins movie Pretty Poison he wrote uh Papillon he wrote The Parallax View The Drowning Pool 3 Days of the Condor uh Wait Drowning Pool that rock and roll band that sings Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. <laughs> uh, Flash Gordon, Never Say Never Again. Is that the one that again. starts? Wah! <laughs> no, no that's, that's down with the sickness. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's an interesting screenwriter, and this uh, movie is sort of interesting. It's, it's, it's very much based on sort of um, incidents. It doesn't have a strong, like, forward plot. It's more like uh, just a bunch of almost blackout sketches of these guys, uh, these rookie cops trying to make names for themselves. Uh, they would like make busts when they're off duty and get in trouble with their uh, commanding officers and do all the, do various crazy things because they were uh, very interested in, in, in just rising through the ranks and busting people in any way that they could. And they're kind of like interesting heroes because on the one hand, they're fighting against police corruption uh, throughout a lot of the movie. On the other hand, they're kind of assholes who are genuine loose cannons with no interest in the uh, chain of command. So by calling them Batman and Robin, it's a telling commentary on those characters as well. Yeah, yeah. Vigilantism. What what does it really get us, Stu? Giant two, uh, Esca- two-faced escalation. pennies. <laughs> that's Dinosaurs. That's yeah. What else is in his Batcave? Uh, a butler? A card, yeah, a, a, giant, butler. <laughs> a giant Joker card. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's a fun 1970s uh, cop movie. I liked it a lot. It's called The Super Cops. The Super Cops. Jordan, why don't you go next? Yeah, sure. Uh, I uh, saw a really uh, really funny kind of mumblecore movie called The Overnight. Hmm. Uh, this is starring Adam Scott, oh, yeah. Taylor Schilling. Um, oh, gosh. She's I was so forget- hot right now. Uh, uh, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. And a French actress whose name I will mispronounce now, Judith Godriesch. Godriesch? Sure, why not? <laughs> Help me out, say Stuart. You speak times. German. <laughs> uh, it's Godriesch? Goat? Yeah, just say it like you don't know what you're saying. Goat rash. <laughs> uh, it's neat. It's about a kind of a uh, couple of kind of uh, yuppie, a, a two yuppie couples who, uh, you know, kind of have this wild party and push their sexual boundaries. Um uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's genuinely really funny, and, and it doesn't do that thing where some mumblecore movies do, where it's like, why the fuck are we watching this? It has a right. it has a pretty you know a pretty tight story, a pretty tight arc, and it doesn't seem like it's just you know Lucy Goose improvising. It has a lot of genuinely really hilarious moments, and uh, yeah, it's nice if you feel like uh, if you feel a little. Summer movie blockbuster fatigue. If you're tired of all the superheroes <laughs> and explosions and you want to see an adult comedy, uh, I hate that argument for seeing movies, but I'm genuinely giving it now. It is a nice little, uh, adult nice little comedy. digestif to, sure. uh, to, uh, to the summer rock'em sock'em fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really good use of Jason Schwartzman, too. I, I think he, uh, he, 
as often as I've liked him in things, he's rubbed me the wrong way. Sure. Uh, but I think they use his, <laughs> his, you know, the little, little spice of douchebaggery that he has naturally and use it in a good way and, right. and help it to create a really cool, funny, interesting character. So I can see that. Yeah. It's a hoot. <clears throat> Certified hoot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend a movie that is also a little bit of a mumblecore movie. Mm. It's described as a comedy. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and the, Jordan, you mentioned, you mentioned kind succeeds. of the pitfalls of like a mumblecore style movie. And I think this movie suffers a little bit from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie called Results. Directed by Andrew Bujalski, who I guess is one of the forefathers of... Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, Funny Haha is one of his... Yeah, and I think I think Computer Chess, but yeah, I could I be wrong. Yeah, I believe you're right. Um, and this is a movie that stars uh, Guy Pierce from the movie Space Jail mm-hmm. as a personal trainer. <laughs> uh, and also... Cole, is Cole, he his same character from Space exactly, Jail? Exactly, okay, except good. He, he doesn't use the same voice. He uses, I think, an Australian accent. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, he puts on an Australian <laughs> accent. Uh, and Kobe Smolders, Smolders sure. in mm. this role. Uh, <laughs> First person ever to make that pun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Kobe Smothers right is lukewarm in the role. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also features uh, Giovanni Rabisi. Uh, and what <laughs> <laughs> of his clones. Uh, and it, it and it also features a great performance by Kevin Corrigan. Who, uh, it's always good. Yeah, no laughs there, huh? You respect Kevin Corrigan, but not Giovanni Rabisi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's kind of a story about a personal trainer who owns a gym and he wants to open up a bigger gym, um, and he has kind of a mixed relationship with one of his trainers, played by Kobe Smolders. And a uh, a millionaire, a recent millionaire who's lonely and recently divorced, moves into town, and in an attempt to like make friends, joins this gym, and it kind of it starts kind of pushing everybody in various directions. Um, and there's definitely points where you're like, this isn't super funny, and the characters aren't like 100% likable, <laughs> but that's part of the charm is that they're all like likably flawed a little bit. Um, and by the end, I feel like you're kind of rooting for them, and there's at least a little bit of a believable romance angle to it, unlike the movie we watched today. Mm-hmm. But you do have to have a little bit of patience for that sort of thing, for that mumblecore sort of thing. Yeah. Did you guys see Terminator? No, uh, the I first th- Terminator? <laughs> yeah, have you guys seen Terminator 1? I mean, I, 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 <laughs> or yeah, D2? I'll be back. It's yeah. hilarious. I sort, of, I sort of honestly thought about it just because, like, as we said before, like, I'm on hiatus <laughs> for two weeks, as are you, and like, sure. I was just like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Like, during the day, maybe, why not? Did you see it? Uh, I, I did. It's a, it is a, it's a certified mess. It's okay. a, it's a real, it's a real mess. Uh, they definitely, there's so much time travel mumbo jumbo in it, like, they're like, you know, we have to return to the flux point to reset the, you know, temporal <laughs> flux flux. They just say flux a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, that aside, uh, the action shit's really cool. And uh, if you can if you can approach it like this is going to be a hoot and not right. will this be good? Uh, I think I is think it I, better than Salvation? Because yeah, I almost totally. walked out of Salvation. Yeah, it, salvation it is was terrible. It is it is goofy and fun where salvation is uh, boring and overly serious. So yeah, it definitely has some of the goofy charm of the original Terminators, and uh, yeah, definitely worth a worth an afternoon matinee. I think right. if you enjoy uh, robots punching each other and uh, Europeans trying to keep their American accents. That's the thing about uh, Terminator Three, which is not a great movie, but it's a movie that does feature Arnold Schwarzenegger like head slamming a woman Terminator into a toilet. <laughs> sure. <laughs> now, I caught a fair amount of Terminator 3 on, like, I think it was on IFC recently where they're playing 2 and 3 back-to-back a couple times. And it's got, like, goofy stuff that I kind of enjoy, like when it, you know, plays on the scene from Terminator 2 where he, like, walks into the biker bar, and this time he, like, walks into a gay bar, and he was just like... He basically walks out with the same outfit, like, the same leather outfit. <laughs> and uh, then there's, like, the big... Uh, chase with the 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 truck with the like it's like a construction truck versus a fire truck mm-hmm. like that's a pretty good action sequence like a classic uh, traditional um, non CGI like just big trucks fighting each other action sequence 
And that uh, and the lady Terminator is played by what Chris Santa Locken. Yeah, from Blood Rain. <laughs> Blood certifi- Rain herself. A certified great movie. <laughs> Rains down charm on the screen. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, Genesis is closer to T three in its in its tone, and uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's pretty fun. It's getting right. really really dragged through the muck. But I mean, I I like a good like goofball action film. Yeah. Um, sounds good. Let's all go right now. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, I'll pay for one of us with my All About Steve money. (laughs) That one of us is me. Uh, Before we go, uh, Jordan, as a guest, is there anything you'd like to plug? This is going to come out uh, this weekend. Sure. Uh, Hey, uh, I do a podcast, as you mentioned. It's called Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's on the Max Fun Network, as is this show. Uh, Give it a a check out. Dan's been on an episode. Stuart, Mm -hmm. you can be on an episode if you ever come to L.A. I don't know if Jesse will allow that. (laughs) Yeah, he might not. (laughs) It might be too many cool dudes in one confined space. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I'm a writer on uh, At Midnight. Comes on uh, Midnight on Comedy Central's Monday through Thursday. It's a... What what time's it on? uh, it comes on at midnight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you can watch that if you enjoy television programs. <laughs> that is such a hacky yeah, joke, yeah. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks, Dad. <laughs> nice impression of me. <laughs> oh, I'm Stuart. Glad I sound like your dad. Oh, I'm Stuart. <laughs> Time to eat some garbage. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, I'm eating it. On. <laughs> it's like hearing a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hearing a mirror. Uh, so my goal has, uh, been fulfilled, which is, uh, to get Jordan comfortable enough with Stuart <laughs> that he's <laughs> so outwardly, can do something can do a mean impression of him. <laughs> uh, so I think that it's, that means it's time to end the show. Uh, for the Flophouse, I've been Dan McCoy. Hey, I've been Stuart Wellington. And in the third chair today, Jordan Morris. Good night, everyone. Bye. So, all right. Um, yeah, so I'll introduce myself, then Stu, then. Do we have you. to sing the theme song? Kind of sound like the MIDI version. Yeah. This is what we have for the Flophouse Game Boy game. Yeah, exactly. And like jumping, like this. Also, also you're Wario (laughs) for some weird reason. Okay. You guys are not characters. Great character, Wario. Hello, buddies. I'm Travis McRoy. And I'm Andy Bolt. And we're the host of Bunker Buddies. We're a podcast where we're amateur survivalists and we talk about things like the apocalypse. And we talk about zombies and preparedness. What are you going to wear when it's the apocalypse? And you have no idea if you don't listen to our show. It comes out every Wednesdays on MaximumFun.org and on iTunes. Sometimes we try weird foods or we talk about where to camp or how to avoid getting eaten or any of these things. Yeah, so listen to us because it might just save your life. We'll see you in the bunker. Bye!